your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. We got a tough episode for you guys today. The first official off-season episode of the Locked On Blues podcast. The Blues season ended last night against the Colorado Avalanche with a 5-2 defeat, completing the sweep four games to zero. Tough way to go out. We're going to be getting into it today, as well as looking at the season as a whole, and then sort of previewing what what we're what we're looking looking forward to or anxious about for the upcoming offseason because there's there's a lot that's going to change I think for the Blues and we're going to be getting into all of that today and for for the rest of the offseason as well but before we jump into that just want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar go to builtbar.com and use promo code locks15 and you'll get 15% off your next order uh, one thing I think Tommy and I both wanted to say before we uh, jump into the game recap is is if you're coming to, to come into this podcast um you know after listening to us all season and and you're worried oh man off season what are these guys going to talk about you know tommy and i were talking before the podcast there's there's going to be a whole lot of material to cover uh expansion draft free agency who knows lo- locker room exits there's there's going to be there's going to be a lot in these next coming weeks and months so as much as the lost stings i'm excited to get into it yeah it's interesting too because you would think like a lot of times people listen more after like a Stanley Cup championship and like the Blues win and all those things in the off season. Uh, but really in the off season of those off seasons, uh, not a lot's going to happen because you want the same continuity. You want the same team. So uh, when it's directly after a first round exit, especially with the way two that the Blues went out, two first round exits, especially with the way that the Blues went out getting swept by the Colorado Avalanche. And you can say everything that you want about uh, this team going through injuries, going through COVID, not having David Perron, all those things. But at the end of the day, uh, if this roster was complete and the Blues put out a healthy lineup against the Avalanche, I think we'd still be looking at a similar result just because the talent differences are, are so vast. So uh, I think Doug Armstrong realizes that as much as the fans realize that, uh, and he will not be complacent this offseason. He's going to make some power moves. It's kind of like the, the, the stars are aligning for the Blues to have a big offseason because with the addition of the expansion draft, um, there's kind of two two different ways for the Blues to alter their roster. Uh, because you look at a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko um, and compared to Jaden Schwartz, and, and you say, you know, a lot of people are talking about that it's going to come down to those two for the last protection spot. And I don't know if that's true, um, but having this expansion draft sort of opens up possibilities for the Blues to shed some salary cap in more ways than just not re-signing free agents. You know, who knows? Maybe they re-sign Schwartz. Maybe they don't. Maybe they un- maybe they leave Tarasenko exposed. Maybe they don't. We don't know. And that's why this offseason is going to be so important, but also probably going to give us a ton of material to talk about just because of the implications of the, of, of all the different ways that it could go. You know, we could see a very similar roster on night one of next year, or we could see, you know, five or six guys in different uniforms that were on the team this year. Um, so there, there's a lot that's going to, that I think could change. Um, and I think that that could change for the better, but I'm anxious to see, to see where they're going with it for sure. Especially with the names that are available this offseason. I mean, we talked about it on this podcast. Uh, one of the big things that it felt like this Blues team was missing out on 
uh, was someone that was intimidating with the puck, a game changer, a game breaker, we like to call him. Uh, didn't feel like the Blues had a lot of those in this playoffs, and it didn't feel like they had a lot of those in last playoffs. Maybe the closest thing they have is Jordan Bennington, but obviously he's not going to be out there scoring you goals. So this offseason, it sounds like Alexander Ovechkin is going to be a free agent, might stay with Washington Capitals, might not. A lot of people expected Alex Petrangelo to stay with the Blues, so you never really know what's going to go on. Uh, Connor McDavid. Uh, sounds like he's a little washy, may, might not be happy in his situation, especially if Edmonton gets swept. And Jack Eichel sounds like he's not happy where he's at either. So there is possibility for the Blues to be picking up um, some game breakers like we talk about and completely change not only the way that this team functions, but maybe their playoff success as well. Yeah, and there's and there's a lot of potential money coming off the books for St. Louis. Um, you look at Jaden Schwartz uh, as a guy who's, who's due to be resigned, but then you look at the expansion draft as well. Um, and you could definitely see a, a big name heading to Seattle there. Whether whether we maybe give them a give them like a second or third round pick to take a guy like I don't know. I don't want to speculate because it's it's I haven't really looked at the the numbers or the 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 protection list yet. But you know a, a guy like uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, you know maybe they're concerned about his injury and you want to say, oh no, you know he's he's a good player. We'll give you a third round pick and take him. There's seven and a half million dollars free. Obviously that's not what I want to happen. I still think Tarasenko has a future with the Blues. But from Doug Armstrong's perspective, we could totally see something like that. And I think we could see a lot of salary coming off the books for St. Louis. Um, and we know that Doug Armstrong is is someone who's not afraid to swing for the fences. So if guys like Jack Eichel, Alex Ovechkin, Connor McDavid, um, and I'm sure plenty more that we're missing, if, the, if there's guys like that available and Doug Armstrong has the cap space and the ability to go after them, I think he will. And we could see a... a, a much revamped Blues team heading into next season. A couple things to build off of after the last game performance. Obviously, it's not the result you want at the end of the day. Uh, but it did feel like there was some kind of light at the end of the tunnel in terms of individual performances. I thought Steven Santini played a fantastic game. Uh, and really, every time that the Blues called upon him uh, to come up, step up in a role, uh, and do his job, it felt like he did a really good job in doing so. And obviously, having a guy like him with the size back there uh, helps fill a need that this Blues team that we talked about all season long, you got to clear the crease, got to have big bodies. And uh, unfortunately for the St. Louis Blues, they didn't really have the personnel back there this season uh, to kind of do that effectively, as we saw. I mean, the majority of the goals that the Avalanche scored, besides the empty netters, were traffic in front, tips, uh, all of those things. So uh, I, we talked about it on the pod, but I thought that that would have been an area of interest uh, going into next season and if you address the factors on defense that led to this team's demise I thought it would be a quick fix but then the Blues didn't have their top lines their top money guys their top six players on their team didn't really show up in the playoffs didn't produce like you expect them to obviously Vladimir Tarasenko scoring two goals in the last game makes you feel a little bit better about his situation and gives you hope that he can finally turn it around and we see the Vladdy of old come back into form. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't think you can bank on that as a fan. And I don't think Doug Armstrong can bank on that either. So you're going to have to find production from other areas and other players. Big offseason coming up for sure, like you said. Um, and, and, and a disappointing end to this season. Uh, and, and we're going to be getting into this season as a whole. And whether or not we, we are satisfied with the result. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Credit Karma. Who doesn't want instant gratification? 
I know I do. If you're looking for satisfaction, there is no need to wait. With Credit Karma Money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open up your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. All right. When we return, we are going to be getting into this season as a whole. But before that, I do want to tell you guys about a brand new sponsor that we have, and that is Lucy. Now, Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative, finally tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Lucy was researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine, comes in three flavors, watermelon, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy has also created a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors. That is cherry, ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, even in the gym. Uh, so it's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes. Unplug your vape. Throw out your dip and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. Uh, this is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door every single month. It's so simple and you don't even have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Locked on NHL listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum and lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. And also, I do have to give this disclaimer, warning, this product does contain nicotine, which is derived from tobacco, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. So that is lucy.co, and be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDONNHL. All right, Tommy. So obviously this season didn't end the way that we wanted it to. And we had this conversation seemingly pretty recently, uh, right before the playoffs started. And and we said, what needs to happen for you to consider this season a win? Well, this season is over. Tommy, do you consider it a win? It's difficult to say now. I think in the moment and uh, watching the season unfold and like, I guess being a prisoner of the moment and like the situation that the Blues were in with their injuries, COVID list, with everything that happened this season, being in the division that they were, I would say you chalk it up as a win. Even a guy like Carl Gunnarsson missing from the lineup, like uh, when you're when you're starting lineup uh, for game four of the Stanley Cup playoffs has Mikola, Wallman, and Santini in it. I mean, it's it's very difficult. I mean, those are two rookies right there and another guy who's just made his playoff debut. So at the end of the day, kind of hard to compete when you're throwing out a lineup like that. So like I said, even Carl Gunnarsson coming back into the fold uh, would have helped this team substantially. But uh, when you pit that against hindsight, and everybody knows hindsight is twenty twenty, right? But then you take the idea of like, okay, well, what's going to happen next season? How will this team compete? And then realize that the Blues will be going back to the central division that has a Nashville team that just tied their series, a Winnipeg Jets team that looks pretty commanding, 
a Colorado Avalanche team that we know too well and a Minnesota Wild team uh, that's giving Vegas fits. And the Arizona Coyotes team. And the Arizona Coyotes. will probably, knowing our luck, be tremendous next year. Exactly. And beat up on us uh, this season, five games to three in the eight-game series throughout the season. So when you look at it in that scope, it's a little bit more negative because it's going to be a lot harder for the Blues to compete next season. And it was already hard for them to compete this season. So that's probably one of the lows, I would say. Like if you take the season and uh, kind of split it up into highs and lows, that would definitely be a low. A high would be the fact that they still made the playoffs this year. Another high would be the play of David Perron and going a point per game. First time a Blues player has done that since Pavel Dimitra in 2002. Puts his name in the history books there. Love to see that. Obviously didn't get to play in the playoffs and has to sit at home and watch as his team get swept. Such a shame. Such a shame. Especially for a guy like David Perron. Like, I, there's probably like a different spectrum of like level of care, I guess, that the players like. Like probably the younger guys are like not as beat up about a first round exit as the older guys because the older guys don't have as much left in the tank, right? So like a guy like David Perron having the season that he did, uh, being as old as he is. Uh, sitting at home, not getting to contribute, and watching that is probably frustrating. So you, so you would consider this season a win? I would consider this season a win within the season. But it, I feel like now that the season is over, the season is a loss. If that makes sense. Okay, so so you're just gonna you're just gonna sit on the fence and not give an answer either way. Because in hindsight, if you take like even like at the trade deadline, right? And we're talking about now how this team could have absolutely used a game breaker, and like obviously the guy had all the cards in his hand uh, and basically just Taylor went Hall. to where he wanted to go. But if if the Blues end up with a guy like Taylor Hall, uh, we could be looking at a much more positive outcome to this season. Overall, like con- all things considered, I would consider this season a loss. After last season, after you know, after winning the cup and then coming out and, and showing an un, uninterested effort against the Vancouver Canucks, even getting eliminated, and yes, the Blues battled with a lot of adversity. Yeah, they didn't have David Perron. Yeah, the officiating wasn't that good. Yeah, Colorado is probably going to win the Stanley Cup and and has the best offense that the league has seen in, in a while. Um, yeah, the the Blues were playing with their third stringers and, and AHL defensemen, but. To go out the way that they did and to get outscored and, and, and outplayed as badly as they did, they, they are not... Held a lead in this series for seven minutes. For seven minutes. They, I'm sorry. You could have injured... The whole team could have been injured. It, still inexcusable to go out the way that they did. That's the thing, too, is like for a, for a team that claims... And like I don't disagree with him, but for a team that claims to be in their Stanley Cup window... Getting outplayed like that in the first round, and like Colorado is obviously in their Stanley Cup window too, but like that should be a team you're going toe to toe with, and like back and forth seven game series, like exciting hockey that just so happens to be in the first round, but you could definitely see it like being the level of play that would happen in a Stanley Cup final. It wasn't even close to that. So I feel like for Doug Armstrong to try and convince fans that we're still in their Stanley Cup window instead of like just being able in like a playoff window and competing and all those things because we know that he loves to like consistently compete, right? Uh, But at the end of the day, it's all about getting the Cubs now, especially now that we have one um, and getting back to that holy grail. So he's going to have a lot of work to do this offseason to convince fans that we're back at the at the cream of the crop and can hang with guys like the avalanche and can hang with guys like vegas i think we saw it in boston this year you know taylor hall absolutely pushed them over the edge and i think the blues are one 
Taylor Hall type player away from being right back in that Stanley Cup contention. And and, and they had that in Alex Petrangelo and, and lost it, you know. Um, we've talked about that and then some on this podcast. But obviously that's that's easier said than done. But I, I don't think it's as, as dire as a lot of people think. I don't think that this team is destined to end up like, you know, the the Chicago slash LA in their later years. I don't think that this that's where this team is headed. Um I think this year was somewhat of an anomaly. Um, just due to the injuries and, and, and you know, running into a, a hot Colorado team. But that being said, I, I don't the Blues can't be complacent this offseason. They can't they can't just sit here and say, Oh, we'll just add a we'll add another third liner or we'll add a second liner or a second pairing defenseman. I think that if if Doug Armstrong wants to show the fans that he's serious about this being the cup window, then needs to go out and make a big splash. And and whether that comes at the price of sacrificing some of the younger talent or draft picks or whatever it may be. I think the blues have the, the, the resources to make a, either a big trade or a big signing happen. Um, and, and the ball is in Doug Armstrong's court. Uh, I really hope the blues don't, don't let me down like they did uh, in, in, in this playoff run. But you know what never lets me down? That's a good old built bar. Built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Built bar has nine delicious flavors. Plus they occasionally drop a limited time flavor. That is always so delicious. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. You got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you're not sure which one's your favorite, you can get a mixed box, which means you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And not only are Bilt Bars the best tasting, they're also really healthy for you as well, which is why I love them so much. Most of the flavors have about 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com and use that promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And when we return, I guess we're going to be breaking down the upcoming offseason Tommy I think it's I think it's time we're going to be getting into some of the major events coming up the expansion draft free agency um locker room interviews etc and just sort of getting into what what we expect to see out of this team in this offseason so don't go anywhere we'll be right back so we got a couple a couple areas where the blues could improve now they could do it through free agency. They could do it by getting creative in the expansion draft and dumping some salary cap, or they could make some trades. If you had to guess, if the Blues do make a splash this offseason, where is it going to come from? Is it going to be a free agent? Are they going to pull some fancy stuff at the expansion draft? What's going to happen? Here's the thing with the St. Louis Blues right now. I get the same feeling this offseason as I did when the Cardinals made was it the NLCS and got knocked out by, I don't remember if it was, if it was the Braves or the Nationals or who, but Mosellock said after the series that uh, a lot of fans were not happy, but he maintained that they made the NLCS uh, and so that uh, they were still a successful team and all of those things. Said all the things that uh, owners say after a series like that, but fans were like, dude, the talent level was just not even close. We didn't compete in any of these games. They blew us out of the water. And then, Soon after that, Nolan Arenado is a St. Louis Cardinal. So f- for that reason, I don't know if Doug Armstrong has the same kind of thinking as John Mozeliak, be- especially because it almost seems like, especially in terms of contracts, he never really shells out like the big bucks uh, for the players that you write home about, like players like Austin Matthews, players like Connor McDavid, all those guys. He always tries to keep guys on the payroll. 
which makes sense. But at the end of the day, like to get a guy in here, especially at this point, it's going to have to be probably a hefty contract. And I think, in my opinion, it'll come uh, in result of a trade. Uh, I was reading the athletic article that Jeremy Rutherford put out last night. I believe that was like 10 things that the Blues need to address in the offseason. And he was talking about trades and he was talking about how Robert Thomas could potentially be a name that would be thrown around. Like right now, he's playing third line center. Braden Shen's locked up for a hot minute. Ryan O'Reilly is the captain of your team. So, and he didn't have the season that a lot of people expected him to have in like a breakout form and all of those things. So, he could potentially be a name that's thrown around while his potential is still high. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't really like that. I still love the tandem of Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas. I think Jordan Cairo has all the makings of being a game breaker in this league. But if you're dishing out Robert Thomas and bringing in a guy like Jack Eichel, if you're bringing in a guy like Connor McDavid, anybody, Patrick Laine, like any of these guys do. Like this team has such a problem, I feel like, with scoring goals. And that was one of the main reasons that that we talked about it when we were saying uh, who is intimidating with the with the puck on their stick on this team. One of them, I thought, was Mike Hoffman, and it's because, really, uh, when it comes down to it, he was one of the only real threats on this team to score from anywhere. He can make guys miss. Uh, he can get in close, but he can also rip rifles from just about anywhere on the ice in the offensive zone uh, and make it difficult for the goalie. So to get another guy like that, like Patrick Laine, on the ice at the same time, I don't know what they do with Hoffman, but... It would suck to see Robert Thomas go, but I understand too, like if he wants to play somewhere else and get more playing time and a situation that works as well for the St. Louis Blues, I could see it happening. Those are the kind of, like, I don't foresee that happening. I don't really know what's going to happen with that decision. Barbashev, like Sunquist, like uh, those are the kinds of like difficult decisions that we're talking about Doug Armstrong facing this entire offseason because he's going to, I like if, if I know Doug Armstrong, you talked about him not being complacent this offseason. I feel like it's going to be almost like a complete full on like attack and aggressiveness from him because what do you do? Two consecutive first round exits after this team wins the Stanley Cup. I think they talked about too, like Craig Berube is a coach that kind of fits the style of like grinded out, hard workers, all those things, two way players, which is how the Blues are built, but it doesn't really. It's not really working for the Blues right now because they don't have the amount of defense that that system basically rests on. It's like the foundation of that system, and they don't—they just don't have the personnel. So you kind of have to adjust. Uh, so is the answer getting Craig Bruby out of here and getting someone in that's more of an offensive-minded coach, like, or or bringing in personnel that fit Craig Bruby's style more, expecting him to change the way that he coaches? A, like, there's just whole, so many questions that you have to face. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot to get into. And one area that I think I will run out of time today, but one area that I think we're going to be getting into a lot more, and and some breaking news to kind of go along with that is Vladimir Tarasenko and what to do with him. And and breaking news coming out from Andy Strickland a couple hours ago is Vladimir Tarasenko is now being represented by a new agent. That doesn't usually mean anything, but if you, if you want to speculate, if you like to like to get your Twitter fingers going in rumors, that is definitely something that could fuel some some speculation for him, especially after his agent sort of led the charge and, and said that and, and was advocating for Tarasenko to become the next captain and was openly frustrated when when he was not named captain. So. Definitely some no news, but news there, um, depending on depending on your perspective of the whole situation. So I think we're going to definitely get into that tomorrow. 
Um, but I do think that's all we got time for, Tommy. Got anything else to add? I just want to thank everybody for riding with us throughout the season, through the ups, through the downs, through the highs, through the lows. We love talking to you guys, and the locker room is a lot of fun for that as well. So if you don't follow us on there, but also follow us and subscribe to us on any podcast platform you're currently listening to, make sure you hit that follow button on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, anything you got. We probably got it as well. So like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, off-season long, let's go Blues.